Welcome to Re-Review, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we love the films from our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. On this episode, we are discussing Saved. It was released in 2004, directed by Brian Donnelly, starring Jenna Malone, Manny Moore, and Macaulay Culkin. This movie tells the story of high school students negotiating how to live their lives with their learned ideologies. Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling an 18-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, we will be revealing key plot points. You know, I picked this film, and uh, it was one that I saw such a long, long time ago, and the reason I, I wanted us to, to watch it is I feel like we all live these lives with very specific experiences that can be unknown to to other people. Like you you have a way of living your life, a way you see see the world that you approach it. And, you know, you find groups that think like you, but you may not know how another group thinks. And I feel like this movie gives like a good insight into a very specific Christian perspective and the challenges that people face is their ideologies conflict with real life, the, the things that they do as they live. And for me, this film, like I understand it looks like a really big shot at the hypocrisy of people and religion, but I feel like it, it, it better reflects the difficulty of life and the decisions that people have to make in spite of what they actually believe. It's a, uh, it's just something that's kind of, always gotten to me i still have conversations about this type of things with friends today about how humans live their lives and do that type of thing so you know this movie is dressed up as a comedy but i feel like it does so much more than that understanding there's probably mm-hmm. some things we'll get into about uh how this movie decides to tell that tale but that's that's really the perspective i think i was coming from and, and watching it again still reminded me of all of that just just the decisions that we as people make and and what we try to stand up for and what we believe in and and the things we do in spite of those beliefs and how we approach it but uh i'll ask bobby what, what did you think uh your initial thought of this film one of the things that i really thought about was that this is kind of like an to me like an outsider's kind of movie I mean, I, I don't think like a like a Breakfast Club or something like that is like an apples to apples comparison. But to me, it could, but it didn't seem like it was going to be that like that in the very beginning. And then it kind of like shifted that way to me towards like the middle and the end about like looking at a group that doesn't quite fit in with the rest of everybody and kind of like how they deal with what they have to deal with and it was pretty interesting how like, okay, there's like a clear antagonist villain here. And then there's your outsider group. And I, I thought that it was really interesting. You know, it's it's like one of those high school kind of drama cliche kind of things about that, but it was pretty layered and interesting. I thought. Matt, what about you? I mean, honestly, going into this, I, I had not seen saved prior to this so this was this doesn't have the nostalgia value that i guess it might have for you two um so i I was kind of going into it fresh i had seen the trailer when it first came out and to be honest i had a very specific impression of what i thought the movie was going to be um this is obviously 2004 this was um you know during the time period that you had these kind of teen teen comedy movies you know american pie uh, mean girls, those kind of, those kind of movies were out around the same time. I think mean girls was even the same year as this. And, um, so my initial impression of it just from watching the trailer was very much based around that. And to be honest, watching the movie, it pretty much was that, um, it never really went, um, I think in the same direction as something like American Pie. like it never really delved mm-hmm. into like the, 
the same thing you'd see in like a lot of those where I feel like they almost felt like they needed to go to the rated R territory um, in those kind of movies where this one, you know, it only got to the PG 13 and never really crossed it. Oh, you um, think it, they could have made a version of this where there was a gratuitous nudity? Well, at the very least, it could have potentially delved a little bit deeper into, I guess, the riskier and darker part of um, being in high school, regardless of if it's a Christian school or not. Um, or maybe because it's a Christian school, they could have delved into that. Um, I think that they very much could have taken it in a direction. I It's weird because watching it, I almost felt like the movie was a little bit too safe in a way. Um, safer than I thought it would be. You know, I thought it was going to either lean very heavily into Christianity because of the subject matter, or it was going mm-hmm. to go the complete opposite direction and just go, you know, you know, batch it crazy with, you know, drugs, sex, rock and roll, like all that kind of stuff, you know, just because I just know growing up as a kid, you know, uh, you would think in those kind of environments, they would be, you know, the pure clean groups. But from my experience, they tended to be some of the crazier bunch um, in that, age group or whatever, where you would see those kind of crazy things happen. So I was actually kind of surprised that the only character that really, uh, you know, went that way was, um, oh man, I can't remember what her name is. Um, uh, Cassandra, Mm -hmm. um, um, the, the Jewish student, like, I kind of feel like they kind of used her character to kind of have some of those more extreme examples and in a way Macaulay Culkin, but I feel like that didn't really happen until he was just sarcastic until meeting her. And even then it never really got too crazy. Um, it was interesting watching the movie, seeing it from that perspective, um, and having expectations and kind of it not meeting those expectations, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be going into it. I could see it definitely being of a, of a different time because I feel like what you're describing is, is almost like euphoria or something. Let's go to HBO version of this thing <laughs> yeah. where you go, where you go down the rabbit hole of people really mixing in like who they are, you know, during the day, especially at a, a, a private school or something like that. And what really goes on behind closed doors. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, it's very timid um, in the way it presents those items. Um, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, Macaulay Culkin's character Roland in terms of, you know, representing this person who is a part of the entire system, but because of his, his role, because of essentially them looking at him having an ailment, he just kind of goes along with the flow, even though he doesn't necessarily buy into the entire system that he's a part of he needed that that character what cassandra yeah to uh to kind of get him to break away from the things that he he was comfortable with um i actually i actually liked him for being that character one of the interesting things is like is from him being that character it didn't seem like he had anybody to relate to until that cassandra came along like he was basically like you mentioned just like the puppet where he was like, okay, I want people to feel sorry for me by being with him. The case of like Mandy Moore's character, but I, I really liked how that Cassandra character came along. It, it really mixed everything up a lot and pushed the development forward for a lot of the other characters. And to me, like I thought surprising ways, like I kind of maybe thought that Jenna Malone's character was going to fall in line and just kind of do what she was supposed to do. And I thought it was interesting. Mary was her character's name, that of course, of right? Course. That, that, um, you know, I thought it was interesting how she went a different way than I was expecting. 
Now I know as we watched it, I think I think Matt, you were doing a lot of prediction because even though you hadn't seen this, <laughs> you were you were nailing every beat and point that was coming. I mean, what what about it kind of gave gave itself away to you like that? Well, it's funny because like I said, I had only seen the trailer and I think I had rewatched the the trailer before we started watching it just to kind of remind myself of what it was. And yeah, I I had called the boyfriend being gay. I don't know if it's because it was necessarily being telegraphed within the movie itself. I think it was just like, what's the most uh, uh, opposite situation that, you know, should happen in a movie like this. Right. right. And I was like, I guarantee you that if he has a secret, it's, it's, he's gay. Right. Um, yeah. And it's, then, it's a main comedy thing, right. Or something to just kind of uh, be that extreme opposite of, of what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, it it would be the worst case scenario for somebody like her. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think it was weird. Um, and it actually played out through the entire movie that I thought it was kind of strange as when I watched the trailer back when I was younger, I was under the impression that Mandy Moore was the main character of this movie. Um, maybe it's just because she was the most recognizable to me at the time. Obviously, Jenna Malone now I know who she is because I've seen her and, you know, lots of stuff since then. But at the time, I didn't really know who she was. I knew who Macaulay Culkin was, you know, obviously is from the Home Alone franchise and Richie Rich and all that. Um, but I thought Mandy Moore was the main character. And to find out that she was the, actually the antagonist in this, watching the trailer again, I kind of, I was like, okay, I can see where the scenes kind of were pulled from that she was the antagonist. Um, but yeah, I think as a result of the way they kind of did the setup, I think a lot of it was kind of, easy to protect. I think that there was very formulaic situations created um, in it. I, I think it very much is influenced by the environment of it being a Christian school. But if you remove that, it's not too different than an American pie or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those kind of things that are in a similar vein, right? Like it's very much that, that coming of age teen, you know, comedy where it's always like the most awkward situation possible is what's going to happen. And so it made it a lot right. easier to see what was around the corner. Yeah, I think you just nailed it because you're because you're right. Within the context of it being this particular Christian environment, um, <clears throat> being able to identify that they're gonna just pull all the strings to tell their coming of age story. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's spot on. Bobby, you were about to comment. Another thing, obviously, with the Christian story is nobody cares if a kid gets pregnant, and you know, like many other environments right but in in a christian environment it's kind of like the scarlet letter where it's like oh look at this person you know and so it was a it's a it's a very interesting situation for a person to have like a physical tale of what they've done and so it was interesting because okay she's got you know i don't know however many like four months or whatever before she starts showing and then it's all over for her right so there's there's a kind of ticking time bomb kind of thematic story aspect to a pregnancy in general you know looking at the movie and and i think we could get into some of the stuff that we we kind of look at as we watch these types of films but you know there's a there's a lot of points i think the nostalgia part you mentioned matt you know coming into just watching a movie from 2004 there was you know there was like an old internet search that was happening and i kind of got giddy because i was like oh remember the internet before today before it was all the trouble and pain that it brings us um (laughs) And then looking at, you know, what was it? The opening track Mandy Moore was singing. You know, do you think that was part of her her uh, contract to make sure that her music was featured in the film? For sure. Yeah, I think that's a requirement for getting Mandy Moore, right? 
but you know, we we look at I guess what they were setting up, and there were so many like lines that kind of again poked fun. And I think I want to ask you how you felt about you know the idea because we know this movie had mixed feelings in terms of the the way it does poke fun and the hypocrisy of it. You know, there were points where we have Mandy Moore's character saying, you know, uh, why else had Jesus directed me to a gun range? You know, that type of stuff going on where you have these people who really feel like they're being guided, you know, by these ideologies, by, you know, some spiritual force to do the things the way they do. And and the movie does tear into them a bit because of the way they're they're living their lives. Um, how did you feel about, you know, I guess I'd call it the extreme nature of it. Bobby, what, what do you think? It was kind of laughable, but also funny because it's true kind of thing. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, like a spectrum of when you say like the Christian label, you know, to steal your, to steal your line there. There's a, there's a big range in there. And I mean, it was really interesting how like a lot of that, and you know, like, I mean, I think the gun thing was kind of a bit cringy. Right. And, you know, especially like in, in the time was, you know, like all these school shootings and stuff and. You know, I mean, some of these other lines, you know, and like just the pastor was was interesting too. how he was like overtly trying to be cool with the like, are you down with G.O.D.? And, you know, like using all these like song lyrics to get his message across. And but that's that's just, that's pretty close to like the kind of stuff you would see, especially during oh, yeah, that time period sure, where, yeah. you know, I, you know, here we are in, you know, 2022. And I still think there's probably still. Christian PSA commercials and clips that are very much in line with that. I mean, that's, you know, trying to be cool to the younger crowd or whatever. I'm pretty sure there's someone doing shuffling, you know, I'm, I'm shuffling to God or I'm doing dabs for God or something like that is I'm sure somewhere in a, in a commercial or in a, uh, in a, uh, you know, some sort of like group gathering or something like that with them. So I'm both afraid of it, but I think we should look that up when we're done. Oh, no. I mean, oh, no. The, the, the question, question for you guys, does, does that kind of thing make it feel more relatable and make you want to engage more? Or does it make you like want to put your head in your hands and think like, okay, this is, they're trying too hard and this is kind of cringy. Me personally, and this, I think we all have different experiences coming into this. Um, I think that it's probably more spot on than anything else. Um, and because of that, it's cringy. Um, because I have seen and I have heard people who talk like this and act like this. And I have seen, you know, uh, I mean, I, I never went to any sort of religious school or whatever, so I can't really speak for how the school environment itself was. But for the most part, I feel like, that's fairly universal and most of the stuff they did in this movie i feel like they never actually went far enough into at least from my perspective it never really went that deep into the religious school aspect of it it just seemed like a regular school with some with just that that barrier knocked down where they can have banners and you know signs and giant white jesuses out on the lawn and stuff like that right so i i think that it was fine for the most part i think that i can see how you can easily get I mean, just focusing on a particular group, you know, of, I don't even know what you would call it, like, uh, Eastern Christians or whatever that you could get equally opposite responses from them where mm -hmm. you can get those who saw mm -hmm. the movie and were completely offended by it. And those who saw it and like, Oh, I know somebody who sounds like that or says stuff like that. 
So mm-hmm. I feel like that actually makes it probably more effective. And it kind of shows that the directors and writers probably came from that environment so that they, they weren't just pulling it out their ass, right? Like they actually had some, some connection to it in order to be able to, you know, put it on screen the way that they did. Bobby, is there anything that stood out to you the most? What was interesting to me was the, was the storytelling, like editing aspect of it, where basically like, I feel like this was a much longer movie that got edited down. And, Mm. and and particularly maybe even the very last scene, I wonder if that wasn't originally supposed to be the very last scene. Like maybe there was another scene with the pastor and the mom. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if there was enough enough story there quick than abrupt because you go through all this lead up to this big prom night to the the kids who shouldn't be there breaking in to shenanigans happening then it's like okay let's wrap everything up into a bow let's go you have a baby everyone's happy and maybe there's some weird tension between uh you know uh mary was it mary louise parker and the pastor uh that that is you're right unresolved they don't really get into that but I did like the fact that happy ending wrapping up like resolution to their conflict a little bit. And I liked the fact that the mother was there for her daughter, despite the fact that she got pregnant out of wedlock and that's a problem for her. And I'm glad that she didn't have to worry about sending her to the boarding school, you know? So I liked that kind of happy ending part of it, but it just feels to me like throughout the movie that, this could have been a much longer movie and that there was edits and particularly what gives it away for me at the very, very end is their nice little like voiceover wrap up where she Mm -hmm. says, well, everything, you know, everything worked out great, basically like kind of thing. That's because they knew they weren't going to make a part two, right? Well, they can make a Netflix TV series, right? Okay. Here's the question. (laughs) Matt, are they making a Netflix TV series? Is someone willing to to jump out and make a uh, something like this today? Uh, not Netflix. I very much can see a CW version of this, oh, much yeah. darker. Probably by season three, they will have supernatural powers. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is going to be a murderer. Well, of course, there has to be. There has to be a murder mystery somewhere in there. You know, um, I do want to watch that show. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, I could ask, and, and Matt, maybe you could you could speak to this part in terms of like the relationships that they built. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned this. We had adults who were overseeing these teens who were very disconnected from the lives that they were leaving. So much so that someone like Mary, the character Mary, can have a baby and hide it for so long. And I think that ties into into the idea of again being in this bubble that they've created using you know a private school for something like that but matt are there any other relationships that you found actually worked well or some that you just thought they could have done without uh well i mean the one thing that i kind of noticed going into this and and watching it throughout was the fact that i didn't really feel like it it, so just for example if i compared this to mean girls or juno juno came Mm -hmm. out about three years after this Mm -hmm. and it has a somewhat similar concept based around like a unexpected teen pregnancy Mm -hmm. um caused by a guy with a lot of curly hair um (laughs) and uh you know figure skater i don't know if michael Sarah was a figure skater in juno (laughs) he looked like he was a mean speed runner um 
Yeah, it's it's strange because uh, Mary didn't really come off as much of a main character in this as I think Juno did in her movie. Mm. Um, and I cannot remember the main character's name and mean girls, but it in a weird way, this movie became kind of an ensemble movie. Um, just the fact they even focused on the relationship between the Mary's mom and uh, what was the name Skip? Was that his name? Yeah, Pastor yeah Skip. That, that's a good point. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It you, you basically you got uh, Mary and her relationship with um, in a way uh, you know her I can't remember what his name was the the gay boyfriend Brian or something Dean something um, all those names work all all those <laughs> names um, I think it was Dean I think it was Dean yeah but that didn't last very long and it just kind of they just kind of threw him out of the story until the very end um, so you kind of had you know Mary and Skip's son. Um, Patrick, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then you had Mary's mom and Skip, and then you had Macaulay Culkin's Roland and Cassandra. And so, like, you had it was almost like those, you know, uh, multi cast Valentine's Day movies based off of holidays. Like, mm-hmm. you had all these different relationships or whatever. And so, in a way, um, you did get kind of different areas. And in that sense, I feel like Gina Malone's Mary kind of got the attention pulled away from her a little bit. Mm. And I feel like the situation between uh, Roland and Cassandra probably was the most interesting to me. Um, I kind of felt like the skip and Mary's mom wasn't really necessary to be honest. Um, and I think it's mostly because it wasn't paid off. I don't, I don't think that yeah. a lot of these things really paid off the way they should have. I feel like, um, and again, kind of playing into what Bobby said, which was the aspect that I feel like there's probably either a different script that this started off as, or there's a bunch of footage left on the cutting room floor where I'm like the, the pregnancy didn't really, it, it became an initial problem at the beginning. And then they just kind of ignored it until she was showing mm-hmm. like much later on, like much, much later on. She was practically about to give birth by the time it became a thing. And then it was only kind of a thing. It wasn't really like a, you're expelled now. Um, like she, she, they still let her, you know, show up to prom and everything else. So it didn't become like a drama point. But because of that, I feel like anything they could have done with uh, Mary was kind of taken away. I know she had a relationship with Dean, but it didn't really go as far as I think it could have. Um, that's just I feel like the attention on Roland Cassandra probably had more feel to me. But in a way, because it was split, I kind of wish they would have done a little bit more with them. Mm-hmm. Like they would have been the main characters. I would have been fine with it. Um, probably because they were the more interesting characters and probably because they didn't give Gina Malone's Mary as much drama related around the pregnancy. And so like, she didn't have as much to bounce off of outside of the uh, being ostracized by crap. I can't remember what they were called. Mandy Moore's group. Uh, oh, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They had a name. I don't remember the name right now. Oh, as well. no. um, so yeah, there, there wasn't nearly as much drama except for it got to a certain point, you know, when they were going to pull her into the van and exercise her. Right. Um, that was a fantastic scene. There was just, I feel like there was a better script in here somewhere that, that they could have spent a little bit more time. I could have, they could have given me 15 more minutes and kind of delved a little bit more into some of those relationships. And mm-hmm. I think it would have been a better movie mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah part of me, sense. part of me wants to see a little bit of like what happened after, although it is implied, but I mean, but given all that, it's not a super long movie, and there was a ton jam-packed into it. I mean, this movie said a lot. 
Yeah, but as Matt noted here, it's it's it is interesting to think about what they could have done if they gave you a little bit more, especially around Jenna Malone's character being the person that we were supposed to be focused on. But then we get sprinkles of everyone else and telling the tale and and thinking about the pastor in particular, really just being set up to to show, you know, he can he can break as well or be beyond his his moral compass in some sense, but yeah, really that's just a, still another person living his life. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I and I think that's why they had that in there is to show you that it's not just the kids who are struggling. It's everybody struggles with these kinds of things with, you know, the the problems of life. But it's so short. You know, you see him both being pious and then you see just a moment of him breaking. And then you get the scene at the end where you have to just interpret that he's conflicted going into this, you know, scene with this woman that he clearly is is fond of bringing her flowers, but doesn't necessarily know if he wants to go in because see, there's a kid I, having a baby who he told isn't allowed to go to school. Right. And then and then being at a del- in a delivery room is such an odd place to do anything with flowers. I mean, I hope the flowers are going to be for the mother and not for this I other girl that he's going to try to hit on <laughs> in front of her daughter that just had a baby. That 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 was just weird to me. And it seemed like they just had to crunch two scenes together into one. And then another thing for me was it was a little bit unclear to me what Mary Louise Parker, like Mary's mom, what she was thinking during this. Like, mm-hmm. was she like, oh, great, he's here. Like, I really want to make it up with him. Or was she just like, look, like, I have to put my focus on my daughter right now instead of, and my new brand new granddaughter instead of mm-hmm. like this other dude who's trying to give me flowers at my at my granddaughter's birth. Like, and I think that's the key part. I think we just, maybe if we got a little bit more from them, we could care about their plight in the middle of all this. But then this all took away from the story of Mary. It, it so, really needed to be two separate scenes in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the fact that there was, I mean, a, a birthing a birthing room is not the place to have any of these conversations unless it's to specifically say like, hey, I'm sorry for the way I acted to you. It wasn't. You know, I haven't nice. been in many birthing rooms, so <laughs> I'll let you speak to us on that part yeah. there, Bobby. <laughs> it's an extremely difficult time for the mother, as you can imagine. She mm-hmm. doesn't want randomers showing up in the room. To be fair, he is the father of her boyfriend, so it's not like he's unrelated. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and and he wants to date her mom. That's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving. Look, here's what we have. We have a movie about religion and comedy and teenage angst and shenanigans with a whole bunch of people. Matt, should people watch this film? Wow. That is so tough. Uh, if my choices are yes or no, I, (laughs) I would probably say no, not, not because it's a bad movie. I think that it's a perfectly acceptable movie. I think that if you came from this time period, if you were a high schooler, a teenager, in the early 2000s, I think that there's going to be a lot of stuff you can relate to. But I think that the better movie that probably could have been wasn't there enough to have somebody who doesn't fall into it. If you, if you were a teenager in the 90s or a teenager in the, oh, God help me, the 2010s or higher, you might not be able to relate to nearly as much in this as I think that like our age group probably can. Mm-hmm. Bobby? 
This movie was an hour and 32 minutes long, which gets a lot of extra points for me. It jammed a whole lot into an hour and 32 minutes. I think that other movies that are like three and a half hours don't tell you as much story as this movie did. So if you have an hour and a half to spare and you don't want to start a whole series, then there you go. I love that the time length is is what you're all about. Um, for for me, like I opened up with, you know, if if you have some experience with uh, with religion in your youth, it's an interesting take on the again the way people look at things and and the way they approach things. Uh, for that reason, I think it's worth watching. If you don't have that experience, I think it definitely falls under the lines of the other teenage movies that were out during this time and you'd probably have more fun watching those other ones as a result of that so um i'm just gonna be in the middle here take a chance on it if you're feeling if you're feeling scrappy i don't even know if it's streaming anywhere so you might actually have to work for this one which is probably going to stop you from watching it but still if you can if you see it take a chance you might enjoy it so as always thank you for listening and ask yourself why would god make us so different if he wanted us to be the same 